Bar Media. Welcome to the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. All right, we're just going to ride out this intro. Fade out, little song. What's up, everybody? This is Justin April with the Wiregrass Local Podcast. I'm hanging out today with some of my leadership folks. We got Daniel Axtell and Hillary Smithson in the office today from leadership class number 37, which, in my personal opinion, seems to be the best one so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. How are you guys liking it so far? It's fun, man. I'm... I enjoy it because I did youth leadership Dothan when I was in high school, so I like seeing it from like the adult perspective. Is it that much different than youth leadership? You do the same days, mm-hmm. but it's different perspective. Like you see it from an adult, so you do just the same things, but you're looking at it differently. Yeah, that's cool. Like I never, I didn't even know youth leadership was a thing because I was in like alternative school the whole time. I would have been like <laughs> eligible to do that. I was always at East Highlands Learning Center. Shout out, uh. Mr. Jones over there. Um, but yeah, like I was so uninvolved as a kid. Like I was very much like blaze your own trail type. I, I played baseball a little bit when I was very young and then I got a skateboard and I was like, I don't need anybody. And somehow that translated into my career path. Like now I work with very few people, but the ones I do work with, I keep them close and solid. Um, Hillary, what about you? How, how have you enjoyed leadership so far? You know, I've been in Dothan for about a year now. So that was one thing that I didn't know anything about Dothan. So going to each different industry once a month has just kind of opened my eyes of how much Dothan has to offer. Yeah. And I've met some really, really awesome people through it. So it's a win-win. I'll take that as All a compliment. Category. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know what Leadership Dothan is, it's basically like, is it an eight-month class? I don't know. Dude, it seems like they're every week. Eight or nine Sometimes. Months. Yeah. It's fun, though. Like, it's so much fun. But you get to go and learn about all different aspects of how our city operates, from law enforcement to medical staff to... Um, Politics. Yeah, yeah all government. the... Yep. It's, it's really eye-opening, and you just get to meet so many good solid people mm-hmm. that are basically the the pillars of the Dothan area yeah without sounding too cheese ball or trying to inflate Mark Culver's head anymore <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy dog. how passionate everything was like last month at the healthcare day mm-hmm. that was so cool I think that was my favorite day so far I mean we got to see a total knee replacement with a robot and yeah, toured all the cool. hospitals I can't see that's so that's so cool to me. I'm very bad at, if it's not on my calendar, if somebody doesn't send me an iCal event thing, there's a strong chance that I'm never going to show up. And so Hayden does, for all the ambassadors, you get you calendar get an alert on your, yeah, yeah, everything comes through. It syncs to your Google calendar or whatever calendar app you run on your phone. And depending on how you set it up, 30 minute, for me, it's 30 minutes before I get an alarm that goes off and says, hey, dummy, stop what you're doing. You've got to go cut some ribbons. And Linda Kelly doesn't do that for leadership, and it has been slowly killing me inside. I'll send you a text next week. I was about to say, note to yeah. self. I, like, <laughs> actually, I remember Hillary at the beginning of the year, I remember like 
okay, I'm appointing you as my handler. I don't, Ooh. I'm real bad at, but a lot of well, it. I have failed my task. No, nah, I've been handler. out of town doing <laughs> silliness and I was in New York for a while. I flew, I actually flew from Boston back to Dothan for a leadership, for the October leadership day. Wow. Yeah. How crazy is that? And then the ne- that was Thursday and then Monday I flew back to New York. Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. That's how much. That's how much I'm invested in this program, say, which is crazy. <laughs> Dude, she's the best, man. She, she is gives absolutely me, phenomenal. She's such a good sport with like the way I carry myself, which you kind of have to be. But she's very tolerant of my shenanigans. She's, she, she's incredible. When you show up, she just plops a camera in front of you. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that'll keep me busy if nothing else. Honestly. Um, what else we done? We done. Here, I'm just going to pull up the any emails about leadership and try to pull up the overview I think my favorite day was education day just seeing all the different uh trades we do or they train throughout yeah the city. like over at dtc and the we got to go to beverly Houston county one beverly mm-hmm. magnet which is where i went to middle school how much has it changed a thousand percent yeah yeah it's it was surreal being back in that area like back in that uh building and being able to freely just walk the halls without worrying mm-hmm. about like a security guard, like get back in there. But I mean, it's just, you know how after like tw- 10, 15 years of not being at a place and you just go through it and you're, you just kind of have that weird feeling of like, this is super familiar, but it's also completely different. Mm-hmm. It was very much like that. It was awesome. I love, love experiencing that. Let me see if I can pull up the schedule. Uh, what is my email stuff? This you is, know, it's crazy. They had that two-day opening retreat, yeah. and you go in there with a room full of strangers, and in literally like 48 hours. Yeah, let's I mean, talk. They, you you get kind of really name. deep that, into emotion and personality traits. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. The uh, the name thing. That was, oh, that was oh. fun. I love that, though. Fun. Good Lord. I thought. I wish I'd been the last one. I, just I thought I was going to. I wanted to show off. <laughs> I would like. I wish I was one of the first people. That's, yeah. What were you? I was in the middle somewhere. No, what was your name? Uh, Journey Justin, because I'm all about just wandering. And yeah, we did the Myers-Briggs test, like do all the personality quirks. And like you see similarities in like you and your friends. And you're like, oh, yeah, we uh, Ben Chapman, who's also in the class with us. Him and I are the exact same thing. Wow. What were you? ENTP. Okay. Which is like 0.2% of the population makes up that personality type, which is terrifying. I'm like, I don't know if that's good or horrendous. Does that mean I'm dumb? I was a ESTJ. What does that mean? What is your strong? What uh, it, okay. I can look it up. I was all the way extroverted. Like, mm-hmm. So was I. Like every, like as far as extroverted you can get, I was mm-hmm. all the way there. Um, in the past I was an ENFP and I, as I've gotten older, I guess I switched to ESTJ. Oh, I got everybody's stuff pulled up. I can start snitching on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Who else in there? Uh, let's see who won't punch me dead in the face for talking about what they are. Stanley Jones probably won't. He's an ESFP, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, look that up if you're confused. Also, don't look it up on YouTube because everything will populate It'll be like, do you want to know what a ERQG is? And no, I don't. I'm only concerned with what I'm like. 
<laughs> and that's really funny yeah. because that's how most people are. Like, I don't want to hear you about, hear about your dream unless I'm in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, man, where's that schedule? Open a retreat evaluation. Actually, I think I texted it to you. Uh-oh. That may be an easier <laughs> way to find it. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, now every now the ball's back in my court. Like, now it is. I'm trying to think what all we did. I know we did the education day. Um. Human Services Day, Education Day, um, let's see, Government Day. We have Public Safety, Closing Retreat. It should be fun. The Leadership Luncheon, which was joint with Youth Leadership. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was cool too. Like you kind of because we're kind of in our own little bubble. Um, oh yeah, you did text that to me. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, but you don't really, you're, because we're all together most of the time, you kind of forget there's a whole other class doing basically the same thing, but from a different perspective. Yeah. And then like getting to hang out, like they basically shuffled the two classes together for the luncheon. So it was half our class at each table and half the other class in each table. And man, I'll tell you what, there's, they've got some solid kids going through that leadership oh, yeah. class. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Woodall's in there. Which he's going to be a born leader. He's been a born leader anyway because his dad's Bob. Well, yeah. He's going to be, hopefully, I've I've got high hopes for that dude. He's a good kid. I had Um, three good kids at my table too. Yeah, there was everybody was like, yeah, I just want to be an engineer. I want to do this. I want to do that. I was like, dude, I'm 36. I have zero idea what I want to do when I grow up. (laughs) I think two of the ones I I was at a table with wanted to be physical therapists. Physical therapy is a crazy, like when we did the medical uh, day, we went over to um, Encompass Health and they were showing us all the like rehab facility stuff for like training people how to relearn mm-hmm. how to walk. Like that stuff is fascinating to me. I've had, yeah. I've had a bunch of friends, not a bunch. I don't have like a whole squad of homies that have had strokes, but like I've got a couple friends that have had, one of them died. The other one is... He was a drummer for a band that I used to tour with. I was their photographer, and they, um, the, his name is Dan Duggins. He had a stroke when he was 37, Ooh, 36, man. and he's been in a bed ever since. He's one of my best friends ever, and because the phone, like he lives in um, Richmond, Virginia, and because there's no phone com- communication between us anymore, and I can't send him a text, and he can't text me back, like there's like a horrendous amount of guilt that you just deal with. Mm-hmm. But knowing that stuff is out there like that to like push people to get, to keep, keep the hope alive and just give them something constructive to work on. Absolutely. Like that is so huge. Like just oh, yeah. the mental game of like going in there and just like, you know what? I'm bigger than this. Like I'm going to knock this out mm-hmm. for me and for my family and just to prove to the world and to my brain that like, you're not going to control me like this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, when people start getting fed up with their diseases and start like taking their life back, that's when that's when some really powerful stuff happens through like whether it's prayer or incense burning. I don't know what people get into at their house, but like there's there's definitely energy forces and like personal uh, drive that that brings people through the other side and and gets it going. And to see that firsthand is remarkable. And the oh, care yeah. that those people give, um, but yeah. So much fun. What? Let's see. What else do we do? We took a break at between three o'clock and three fifteen. <laughs> uh, dude, it, that so 
SimSock, we won't talk about that much because we ain't ruined the surprise for everybody, but it is so much fun. Um, that's where you really get to learn everybody's like, you, you can tell me what the letters mean from your Myers-Briggs test, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't have any of that memorized. So to be in the room with people trying to solve problems, you get to, well, the way I work is I sit back and watch everybody and figure out what motivates them. And then I can relate the, to them a whole lot more. And so I don't have to say the sentence nearly as many times for them to be like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's kind of shysty marketing. It's not. It's <laughs> it's weird. Like, this is how my brain works. I don't understand when it does work, why it works the way that it does. Um, yeah, I know my personality definitely came out during SimSock. Yeah, it's it gets a little frantic. But if you haven't if you haven't experienced what we're talking about, and if you have, you already know. Like, you, ever, I think everybody needs to go through it at least oh, once. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, at the end, when it's we a were, same, yeah. I mean, it was just such an eye opener of how society kind of really is, mm-hmm. and you may have not even yeah just to the, think about yeah. certain things. So it shows that like your perception is your individual reality mm-hmm. versus what actually is happening because you don't obviously you can't see everything going on or you can't tell what motivation what motivates people you can't tell like 100 percent like what anybody's intentions are and you're just kind of depending on what's going on you're kind of just like hoping for the best which is yeah not to get into that too much well, but like dun 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 yeah <laughs> it makes it's everyone just, want to yeah, go essentially, through leadership yes. death, it? so it's essentially <laughs> this incredible game and i'll leave it at that it's mm-hmm. It's kind of like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. Yeah. So there you go. You get a bandana, and then you have pride for that bandana. That's right. You ride. You ride with them. The ticket. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the government day was really cool too. Like to go through and see, like to have it explained out. Actually, I'm messing with that stupid Houston County button that I got from Mark Culver, uh, which I have two of because he gave me so much grief. He was like, "Don't give Justin one. He'll just go and steal one anyway." So to prove him right, I didn't want. I don't like my politicians to be wrong all the time. I'd rather them to be solid. Um, but to see, like, to talk to him about how sales tax works. So like, what four percent goes one way, four percent goes to the city, and one percent goes to the county, or it goes state, city, county, something yeah, like that. I think so, yeah. And we have nine percent sales tax here, right? I can never remember. Unless something's changed. Yeah. I lived in Montgomery for years and they had 10% sales tax, was um, which was amazing because anytime somebody was like, well, how much is this going to be with tax? That act- that mm. question rarely showed up because everybody was like, that's 10 bucks? Okay, I'll give you a dime for tax. Okay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was very easy to calculate. I wish with this new fuel tax that they just passed, they would just bump state income tax, or not income tax, sales tax up to 10%. I think it makes stuff so much easier. Also, I don't run for things, so don't come sending me a bunch of emails like, that's a horrendous idea. I, I'm not going to implement that. I can't. <laughs> I don't have keys to the castle like that. It'd be crazy. Um, dude, we just have so many people in the area that have a heart for the area and just want the community to get better. Not get better, but like be better. Mm-hmm. Like That's always, always what I try to get people into is just like, leave it better than you found it. Let's let's make this place rad for our kids, and even though my kids probably won't deserve it, like try to make it as cool as possible. 
We can get like if we can get a loop, like if we get a loop at Waterworld, like a slide that goes full upside down. Ooh. That'd be tight, right? Like that would be really mini cool. golf, but instead it's just a water slide. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I'm always trying to do silliness. Like I don't like going upside down, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not the best. Um, we what else have we done? We've raised money for things. Definitely United a way. group. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Hurricane Michael came through during our class, mm-hmm. um, and we found a need to, you know, relocated children that have, you know, tacked into the school system mm-hmm. here that had no winter clothes. Yeah, living so. out of hotels or not even that in some cases, just crashing on couches wherever they could find. Let's do. That's the the good thing about Dothan is like we're such an open community for the mm-hmm. most part. Like yeah. As long as you're not like the Gestapo, chances are you'll be greeted with open arms and be shown around and like, here's the ropes. And when it, yeah, Hurricane Michael came through, like it devastated, Mm -hmm. devastated Florida. And a lot of they, I mean, a lot of the east side of the city was beat to death. Somehow we, like we live in the garden district. Somehow we got, we were completely unscathed, but two blocks over, uh, Lane and Katie Miller's house, they had a pine tree land right through it. Ooh. And they still don't live in that house. Mm. It's it's crazy. We had a house in my old neighborhood that it, it got totaled. Yeah. Like insurance just wrote it off. That's, but that, that's terrifying. We and we didn't have anything, but we were without power for five days but yeah no damage to our house whatsoever i we were out of yeah we were out of power for almost a week and there was a wedding that we went to the saturday like after the hurricane hit and so we we're just getting ready at like friends houses because we had no <laughs> hot water and no electricity and it was one of the few things that was like oh yeah this is the first time i'd felt normal where it wasn't some weird camping in your own house scenario because mm-hmm. i we never <laughs> we never left our house like I'm, I don't like, I told my wife, I was like, I'd love camping. And anybody that's known me for any amount of time knows that being indoors is tough for me a lot of times. And so I, I just slept with the windows open and it was amazing. I got the best sleep. The hum of the generators just sung me to sleep every night. It was amazing. And then just ride around the neighborhood, help people out with chainsaws all day and wear yourself out go back to bed. And we went to Birmingham, so we didn't actually stay there. Except for one night with the power out. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Well, we had already planned to go to Birmingham that weekend, so it worked out. Dodge. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I should have gone out of town. I thought about it. Instead, I was just like, I'm just going to fill a bunch of stuff with water and then freeze it. And then hope for the best. It was straight survival mode for me. It was my favorite version of myself. (laughs) Like, when I go on vacation, I just go sleep in the woods. Like, it's not like... I don't know. That's what I I do when I like have downtime. So to be in a like awkwardly forced situation like that, I was very open to it. But I also knew like it wasn't that casual for everybody. And yeah, yeah. It was it was hot, dude. Is anytime you see communities get affected like that, it's it's super hard for me to sit back and watch. Which is why we started all the stuff we did. Yeah, we. I don't know over don't know twenty the, children, coats, long sleeve shirts, scarves. Um, just gloves, winter clothes. Just winter clothes, but because they left and a lot of their clothes were just destroyed, so yeah. they, they mm-hmm. had nothing. You just mm-hmm. go with what you got on your back. So I mean, some of them may have had like two or three outfits. 
to where to school. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy too. Like they're still working round the clock in Panama city to get everything back up and running. But I flew out actually that when I flew back to New York after that leadership day, I flew out of the Panama city airport and I was terrified. This is on October 30th, I think. And I was just like, if that airport is shut down, I don't know what I'm going to do because I had to go. I had to, I flew from there to Syracuse or to Charlotte and then Syracuse, New York, and then drove all the way to the Canadian border. And I was on a pretty swift timeline because it was supposed to start winter snowing like crazy um, around like the 5th of November. And I usually try to spend a week or two up there because that's where my family's from and I like to hang out with cousins and stuff. It's the best way to like be a part of a family and then not have to deal with them one-on-one all the time. They just don't <laughs> live within a thousand miles of them. You'd be good. Just FaceTime them. Yeah, just like stuff on Facebook and like... Boom, you're yeah. good. Send them happy birthday texts and like Bitmoji stuff. And they're the favorite favorite cousin out well, of everybody. So you're never on the bad list. Yeah. social media. You don't have the opportunity to bum them out with like any no. of your political views. It's perfect. Like you can show up, hang out, catch up. How's work? How's the kids? Let's go get some food. You want to go grab a drink and then do that for a few days. And before long, they've got stuff to do. You've got to get back to work. So it just works beautifully. I would recommend that to anybody uh, that has a stressful family life. Just move a thousand miles away and then just do everything remotely through social media. <laughs> it's a solid plan. I yeah. stand by that 100%. I think my father's family is Birmingham, so. Most of them here in Dothan. See, I've got family in Arizona. I've got family in Canada. I had a sister living in London for a year or two. It's them Aprils, man. They just scatter like roaches. Them fools. It's everywhere. Man, they under everything. It's crazy. That's good though, where you can go and travel yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah. I mean, it gives you another reason. My uh, my sisters are both ridiculous. One of them is in uh, gender studies at. Uh, a college in Brockport, New York, which is right outside of Buffalo. And the other one just got back from London. She lives in Richmond as well. And she, I don't know what she does. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> the, the one sister that came to my wedding, I'm like, mm. I know she's smarter than me. I know she's had a bunch of stuff published in uh, textbooks because she's real good at what she do. Man. She used to own an independent newspaper. And I told her, don't do that. It's a dead end road. And she did not listen. I think she still owns that too. She's bananas. Um, anyway, enough of Justin's family life. Keep gawking at my sisters. Don't Google them. <laughs> Creeps. <laughs> R. Kelly. Stay away from my sisters. Um, so, we, yeah, we do a lot of fundraising. We do try to do whatever we can for the community. But our big project this year, or our big, big fundraiser is coming up on April 6th. It is, dude, where'd that idea come from? Like, uh, honestly, there's a podcast to listen to called uh, the Dad Gum Podcast, mm-hmm. and one of the guys on there, his mom was involved with the first one that made national news last year, out in somewhere in Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard about it. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. So I brought the idea up when we were brainstorming. Yeah, and. Everybody just took it and ran with it. So I remember that day when you brought that up, yeah, and we it was were like there was. We weren't even on a vote on it. It was immediate. Yeah, yes. 0.5K, everybody cheering, starting to laugh, thinking of 
brainstorming ideas and I now mean, it's happening. What's not fun about that? I know. I mean, just embrace yeah. the hilarity and go with it. Yeah. And li- literally, you could do that on roller skates. You could do it on a skateboard, probably. I wouldn't, like, as I'm not going to say that I'm an organizer of this because I've been very on the outskirts of planning this. I'm just kind of like, anything you guys need from the local, just let me know. And <laughs> I'll make it happen. Um, but, I mean, literally anybody can do it, whether you're a kid, you're five years old, all the way up to like... 95. Yeah. I mean... If you can walk. Any and all. Yeah. yeah. Or not. We yeah. can. You can. You can walk, you can run, you yeah. can... You got a wheelchair? You. Dude, yeah. yeah, come on. Bring we'll a stroller out there, roll, we'll stroll people down the road. So, the point five k is based on, obviously, a 5K, uh, but it's for underachievers, which a lot of people would rather be an underachiever than overachiever, especially this day and time. And so, to make everything accessible, like, I feel like that's the best way to do it, man. You can get so many people involved, and it's such a ridiculous concept out of the gate that people are going to talk about it anyway. Mm-hmm. This great, like, built-in marketing is just there. Oh, yeah. And then they hear about the... Uh, the extra stuff that goes into it. It's not just a little 0.5K because if you lean into the joke, we're going to have a pit stop about halfway through. Yeah. We're going to have a coffee and donut pit mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then at the end, because it was so tough, you get a cold beer at the end. Yeah. I mean, you guys. With a band. With a band. And you're yeah. it's a being party. celebrated. What's the band? Uh, it's going to be the four pint minimum. Okay. That's awesome. I hope Carrie Farrell made that the band name. She did pick them. I bet, yeah. I wonder if she knows them. She does. She's the one that set it up. Yeah. Carrie's phenomenal. She's done so much for the city over the years. Like, from helping with Foster Fest when it first started, all the way to, like, she does so many events around town, and now with the Thirsty Pig. And, like, the barbecue contests that we've had that have been on, like, TLC and all these other channels, like... She's put those together. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like Tri-State Barbecue Fest and Pork Tubber Q. I mean, both like uh, KCBS. KCBS? Yeah, KCBS sanctioned events. So it's like Kansas City barbecue sauce. No, I don't know what the last word is. I think it's squadron. We'll, we'll call it squadron. Um, Carrie, text me and tell me what that is and I'll patch that in next week it'll just it'll sound like this it's actually this and <laughs> sounds super out of place um but yeah she's put all that together it's it's crazy like what one person can just how much of an effect you can have on one small town and yeah she embodies that 1000 percent. and now she's got like the raddest tap room scenario going on where like it's obviously not like some crazy we're going to go down here and throw down and you're not going there for your bachelor party or. Oh yeah. I love that place. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's only open from like four to eight or nine. Something like that. Yeah. So there's no late night, like weirdo dudes peeing on the floor or just like being ridiculous. Like I've taken my daughter there. Yeah. It's chill. Four or five times. I mean, it's just... yeah, it's all like all the lights are always on. There's never some like weird shady, like creep factor because it's super dark. You know, like a lot of bars, like there's no windows and they're just, everything's blacked out. There's no Mm -hmm. clocks on the wall because they're trying to get you to forget that you have things to do. (laughs) So you just drink more. That's the same way in casinos. I don't know if you noticed that. There's no windows in casinos. There's no clocks. Wow. I'll have to pay attention. They pipe in their own oxygen to like 
give you that stamina that you need to blow your kid's oh college word. fund. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy how much research goes into like horn swoggling out of their pay- people out of their paycheck. It's bananas. So on April 6th, from 2 to 6. That's right. Registration we'll, starts at 2. On Troy Street? Yeah, on North the, Foster and the, Troy? The Clock Tower parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to apologize because I went on uh, WTBY yeah. and I said the Civic Center, but due to a couple of logistical things for safety and uh, a couple other reasons, we're going to start at the Clock Tower on Foster and Troy Street. Yeah, it'll last. I see on the Facebook event that you have allotted four hours for a point five k, which I think is also it's equally hilarious as just the point five k itself. Like this is tremendous. I can't, dude. I can't wait. This is gonna be one of the oh, best. It's gonna days. be a blast. I'm actually emceeing. I think I might be emceeing the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event that is earlier that morning in the same spot. That, that is tough. Kinda. It's easy for me to just ramble and make fun of stuff and be like I'll talk about the event. I was about to say, are you wearing heels oh, while yeah, you're no, singing? So Peter Wong, the Episcopal pastor, Father Peter, I don't know what the... I can't... Pete Wong, my homie, um, came in last year into the podcast and we were talking about that. And he wore... Like, he brought his... He has purple, like, I want to say six-inch stiletto Ooh. heels that he did, does. And the week before... If you guys want to see some real acrobatics, he does his entire sermon on Sunday morning in those shoes and rice. It is, it is incredible to watch. Oh man. I walked in some red heels last year. That was fun. Not really. It's a really good event too, man. House of Ruth yeah, is House of Ruth. solid. You know, that started, that event started as a leadership project. Really? Yeah. It was three years ago, their project. Mm-hmm. And they just kept it going. Somebody kept it going. I don't know who. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like, that's stuff goals like, for us. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, if it's a good cause, I always get on this weird political rant about people not supporting events, and that's why there's not events going on that you want to go to and support. Like, you're not going to get, like, Luke Bryan at the Civic Center ever because you don't support the stuff that's going on. Like, if mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to, like, go bash everybody in the city right now. But, like, if you don't support stuff that's going on, then bigger bigger events that are looking for homes are not going to look our way. Oh, because yeah. they're like, oh, your ticket revenue through the Civic Center for the year was, like, X amount of dollars. Like, that's nowhere near what we would need it to be. And, like, this is very, like, this shows maybe everybody doesn't support stuff the way. A lot of it is awareness. Like, that's why everybody should read the local, if you ask me. <laughs> That's that's I my agree. mission in life. I agree. It's just to get. Yeah, I mean that's I was about not. To say, that was a very smooth. That's transition. one. I mean that is one of the reasons that I do what I do for a living. But at the end of the day, man, like if people aren't willing to get out of their comfort zone and interact with everybody around them, you're never gonna beat any kind of segregation or any kind of just. I don't know, preconceived notions about somebody like you just got to dive in and just look at people for people. And that's one of the things like if you get out of your comfort zone, you support all these events and if a whole city does it, then eventually like you're not going to be like, Oh, that's that dude that lives over there. Like that's 
I don't know, rattle off a random name. Like that's Daniel or that's like, once you start getting like first name basis through a bunch of different subsects of people, everybody becomes an actual community instead of like different regions of one city. Cause you know, like obviously neighborhoods are all people just go where they're comfortable. Yeah. And until you get comfortable around everybody, not saying that everybody's great. A lot of people are terrible. I might be one of them, depending on when, what day you catch me. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, being new to the area, though. How has that been? Like, in your one year here, what's your what's your dissertation you know, on Dothan? I went in to this move by saying yes to everything. Where would you come from before? Kentucky? Manchester, Tennessee. Tennessee, that's So, right. we had a population of about 10,000. So, the fact that Dothan had a TJ Maxx and Target... It's huge. Huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> so excited Bonnaroo, about that. So. We do yeah, have Bonnaroo. That? Um, that sustains the city all year long, probably. Yeah. I, I don't even want to think about how much tax money that brings in. Yeah, I don't want to know I about mean, that is, that's what drives new people into Manchester. But coming from a very small town to Dothan, mm-hmm. the sense of community here, though, that I have witnessed mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And maybe that you know, does come from me saying yes to everything and wanting to put myself out there and meet new people and get in, you know, different corners of each neighborhood and, you know, not having that preconceived notion of growing up in a community your whole entire life and having those, you know, set thoughts. But I've absolutely loved living in Dothan. And I think, you know, it will always be a special place in my heart when Mm -hmm. I do move off. So, I mean, I do think Dothan has a really good sense of community, oh, yeah. and they do have so many things to offer compared to my small town where we had to go to a different town to yeah, enjoy. you got to ride 45. we got to go into town. Yeah, like. we have to go into town where, you know, I can literally walk to Publix now. Mm-hmm. So, that's a well, yeah. You live at like Magnolia Preserve? I do. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dustin Chavez. Also, yeah. they won John Jam. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Their chili was so good. We won the booth. Flowers Insurance, one of the booth. So, <laughs> but it was so good at John Jam. Uh, small known fact, I've won John Jam twice. Ooh. Uh, this is actually the third time Magnolia Preserve has won because I was on the Magnolia Preserve team for the last three years. Okay. The old, were you living there when Andrea was in the office? Andrea McGahee? I met her when we were like signing documents. Okay. But... So her, she was a bridesmaid in our wedding. Her husband was one of my groomsmen. Like we've been super close for ages and there, her husband and I cook a whole lot together. Her husband's the dude that I won the, uh, that wing cook off last year for DAYP. Like we just cook together all the time and it's kind of seamless. Like we just, we don't have to have conversations about what the next step is. We just know what each other has going on in their head basically. And we just show up, and we're usually the last ones there and the first ones to pack up to go home. And aside from last year when we looked at each other and we were like, do we want to cook next year? Because we knew Andrea was leaving, and so my I didn't want to have the local – I have a team because we'd sponsor it, and it's, I don't want to blur the lines. Um, it was like, yeah, let's – here's an extra, like, quarter cup of salt we just threw that in there we're like yeah we ain't gonna win now (laughs) and so yeah so to see that like 
see Magnolia Preserve take a year off from the belt and see it show back up over there, I'm so pumped. Like Dustin's actually our my neighbor where we live in the Garden mm-hmm. District, and they showed up after John Jam beating on our door, and my wife was homesick with strep throat, mm-hmm. and like just came to the door and she was like, I can't talk, and like basically texted him that she was dying. And they're like, we won. And I was <laughs> so bummed that I wasn't there to like celebrate with them. I was working on this new house we're moving into. But it was uh, so good to see those dudes with a win, man. Like, I know, um, what's that girl over there? Kate Farmer. Mm-hmm. Kate's, we've known Kate forever. She's, she's so sweet. She's incredible. She's a great photographer, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that about her. Yeah. Very cool. Her brother's a very talented artist as well. Wow. Brigman and, you know, Brigman Farmer? And his brother, I, Alex. I was, in a, I was in a play with them in high school. Oh, man. I can't tell I the two jokers apart. I never in a play. Nobody else did either. It was the only play I was ever in. What production was this? It was uh, Guys and Dolls. Oh, don't rock the boat. <laughs> we did a, uh, a joint cool. production with Dothan High and Norfie. I remember that. What year was that? Uh, 03? Spring of 03, maybe? I can't remember. Or I know I saw that show. Or fall of 02? Somewhere. In, it was 02, 03 school year. I can't remember... I was doing video work back then, and I had let uh, Duncan Lindsay borrow a bunch of video equipment, I think. I can't remember. I was always friends with all those dudes, even after I, like, I graduated in 2001. And the joint productions that would go on were so rad. I think they did one Into the Woods, I think might have been one. I can't remember. Into the Woods is a great, great show. Like, Nobody's going to be, everybody's going to be like, how does Justin know anything about theater? Like, <laughs> I don't. Let's put that out there first off. I do help CX with stuff here and there, but I'm never going to be on stage. Um, Into the Woods is like a dark, dark, like fairy tale thing. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of characters from like. I think I do remember that now. From all these different uh, childhood fairy tales you grew up with. And it's just kind of like a creepy version of like what they're up to now, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. Obviously, it's I been like, right. I have not been, I graduated high school, what, 18 years ago? Bananas. That's crazy, man. Hillary came in and sent, thought I was 30 years old. That's a compliment, though. I know. Well, I appreciate I get it. ID'd everywhere I go, so I'll use that as a compliment, too. I mean, you seem like you're like 18. I know. That's what everyone yeah. else thinks, too. It's different, though. Like, when you're younger, you just get annoyed by it all the time. We're like, can I see your ID? I'm like, Come on, dude. Can we just hurry? Like, if these beers ain't going to drink themselves. They're getting hot. <laughs> Can't be messing with y'all. If I shaved this beard, I'd get carded every time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I've got a commercial driver's license and can drive just about anything on the road. And I would be driving a crane from... I was coming back from Texas one time, and it was on my birthday. And I had shaved because I'd gap my beard up because it was before I knew, like, what I was doing. And I still don't really know what I'm doing, which is why I went into hiding almost the entire month of February. I'll show you after the show, like what I had done to my beard, but I like zapped. I was like trimming like the edges of my mustache and like, I don't know if a bird hit the window or something happened and went, yeah. And I just like went straight to the roots with his clippers. And I was like, man, this is like the most Magnum PI mustache scenario I have going on. And I sent it to my wife and she was like, you might have to sleep in the spare room for like a few weeks. that, That fills back in. I looked ridiculous. But yeah, I can't wait for this thing, man. We're going to have so much fun. It's gonna be and it's going to really good causes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Habitat for Humanity. They've yeah. been, well, we're doing that raffle right now, right? Yeah, Is we're that? doing a raffle for a, gener- a Generac generator right now. Five um, bucks or 
20 bucks for five tickets. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you know anybody in leadership, just hit them up and they can get you a raffle Yeah, ticket. if y'all want to buy a bunch of raffle tickets, you can email the local. You can email wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. We can hook y'all up with, we can load your wagon. You want 20? You want all the tickets? I would actually suggest buy a generator. That might be cheaper, but we'll if you just want, you. yeah, we'll make it happen for sure. Um, how much is the registration for the 0.5K? Uh, the registration is $25. That includes the t-shirt that we're doing. Um, it includes the actual race. It includes... 0.5K sticker for the back of your vehicle. Yeah. Because yes. that's just another part of the joke. Yeah, dude. That's so... That's my favorite part about the whole thing. Uh, it... Yeah, it is... Here it is right here, actually. And I dra- also... I drafted also, it up yesterday. I love it. Also includes like a beer at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that for twenty five dollars. Yeah. No. Priceless. A shirt, a beer, coffee, some donuts. Yeah. A sticker. And a good a time. A lot of laughs. Dude. <laughs> good yeah, job. and something you will never forget. Exactly. It's dude, it's awesome. Uh we're doing it this year in memory of Whitney Devane, who started off this leadership class and was one of one of the few people that actually like I identified with almost immediately. She constantly, no matter what was going on she always had a smile on her face she has done she did so much to like encourage everybody to go that was going through whatever it was whatever she you had going on like she was always just super chill to talk to and like super understanding and just an easy easy person to be around and we really lost a super special person this year and it bums me out to no end it definitely it was she was a great girl i just Every, every day, because I'm, I'm dealing with this every day, so it just brings up those sad feelings every day. Dang, it's tough, man. I mean, you know, talk, going back to the first day of our Leadership Dothan Retreat, that was the first time I met Whitney, and we were doing the personality tests, and yeah. we look over, and all of them, <laughs> <laughs> well, all of the letters but one were the same, mm-hmm. and... Then we looked down and we had the exact same nail polish on and we both had like a baseball tee and she would, I just remember her face with a big smile and she was like, oh my gosh, you're my twin. You're my twin yeah. from Tennessee. So, you know, we went through seeing each other every month. You know, I was in a few pageants. She was Miss Peanut. Mm-hmm. You know, we had so much in common and it was just amazing how I connected with someone that had like some of our history. Like it was I mean, yeah, it was just can, insane. So she definitely holds a very, very special place in my heart and has taught me, you know, just to be that sunshine and be that. Absolutely. That, you know, spark in any room. So she'll definitely be missed. But the least we can do as a leadership class was to honor her. Absolutely. Through this. And by having so much fun, I think she'll just be definitely smiling down on us. For sure. She was always, always trying to have a great time. For sure. That, that's my favorite thing about anybody. Mm-hmm. All good times, all the time. That's I tell people that like people are like, "Do you want to do this?" And I was like, "I don't know. Is it fun? Is it gonna be fun? Because if it's not, you don't. You can just about guarantee I won't be there." That's what I told Linda. I was like, "Is leadership gonna be fun?" She was like, "For you." And I said, like, "Don't start that." <laughs> I said, "Is it gonna be fun for real?" She's like, "Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it." And I said, "All right, let's do this." 
I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be a part of leadership. I'm super hyped to be like, I've gotten to know you a whole hell of a lot better than oh yeah, like some pictures in the yearbook. Like I know your brother pretty well, but yeah, I think you Photoshop or photograph their rehearsal. Day yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, oh, and the bridal luncheon and Amber getting ready for the wedding. You want to go through all their pictures right now when we wrap this up? I'll get on Facebook later. That's fine. <laughs> I'll drop box them to you. Well, thank you guys for showing up and hanging out and rattling off all the facts that I don't know because my brain is constantly all over the place. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having us. Yeah, yeah dude. Absolutely. It's so much fun. I love doing this. Anything to get folks off the couch and involved in the community so they can stop complaining. If you're not making it better, you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Anybody else watch Biodome all the time? I love that movie. Check it out. <laughs> That is episode 116. I'm so sorry that it wasn't as lively and uh, shenanigans filled as the last one, but being that this is kind of a serious subject and we're doing, we are doing some fundraising for some really important causes and that with it being an honor and memory of Whitney Devane, you know, you can be serious sometimes, right? Every now and again. Yeah, you gotta be. Yeah. You can't. If you're constantly joking around, nobody will ever take you seriously. And I guarantee you that to be true. Because when I am serious in a board meeting or something, everybody's like, whoa, what's wrong with you? It's like, wait, I can't have like a reasonable opinion that has logic behind it. I just got to be some like jester in the corner all the time. Anyway, that's episode 116-ish, give or take. Email me your hate mail. And for real, hit us up if you need a $5 generator. Raffle ticket will make your dreams come true. Holla! If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast. 